You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. What's going on, everybody? It's Colin with. Hey, guys, it's Elliot. And this is episode 71. Uh, we'll call this the uh, mid season recap. How's that sound? <laughs> The miscellaneous podcast. Miscellaneous, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about some racing that uh, Elliot and I have done here. We got some, uh, cha- or I guess changes, some some uh, groundbreaking things with Ironman here coming up in 23. And uh, so, yeah, we got a few things we could talk about here. So, um, yeah, how's it going, Elliot? Good. And we, yeah, we haven't talked about any of your races yet. I mean, I know we just interviewed becca and we didn't really talk about your recent yeah, races we, we just we just talked about my bike yes <laughs> which colin sent me pictures of it and it looked it's it was very sad to see but what, yeah, what was your first you reaction can, when you, you saw imagine <laughs> like so it was funny uh we were stepping out of the rv and someone was like oh we should check on the bike and i was i was like why you know like didn't even like you know like okay and i just turned and it was just like holy shit <laughs> i couldn't believe it i was just in total uh so you went for a ride on it and everything so everything else seems to be working fine uh we'll see here yeah i mean so far so good um you know the frame does seem to be see good to be good um so hopefully i don't uh crumble someday here um but uh um <clears throat> excuse me yeah it seems to be uh all right pretty much most of the other stuff has been replaced but uh i think ultimately that is i mean i, I did ask felt they said it was going to be at least five months before i could get um something from them so um um i think uh you know happy as i can be to get i was really only without it for a couple of weeks so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And at this point, you know, kind of upgraded the cockpit and kind of feels like a new bike. So it's, uh, it's been fun to ride the last couple of weeks. Does it feel faster now? It, it does. Yeah. Um, been feeling good on the bike here the last little stretch. So, um, it's been good. Good. So, yeah. So <clears throat> let's go to your racing here. So, Let's see here. Which, how many, what, what races do we have that we haven't recapped there for you? Um, I think so. We did St. George Ironman beginning sure. of the year. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, I, we've had Victoria 70.3, Quarter Lane 70.3. And then this upcoming weekend, we have Boulder 70.3. Well, we'll mention your fun from last weekend too. Oh, yeah. And the local race. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> 
You want to start I with the just, high? What is the high, Colin? Your, your local race. That was sarcasm. Yeah. yeah, let's start with the high, my most recent race. So I was leading the race and multiple distances going on. And well, you're doing a half, right? I was doing a, I mean, Olympic, Olympic, Olympic. Olympic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So haven't had like the most ideal races yet this year. And I thought, oh, this will be just my overall win race, my boost my ego a little bit, get to the run course. There's multiple distances going on at this race. And, um, and you've done this one before, right? Yes. So I'm just like, I knew where to go. And yeah. And you're leading, you're talking about, uh, you're out on the run at this point. Yeah. I got out of T2 and it is kind of confusing because you're kind of like running through woods and there, I mean, there does need to be volunteers to direct people, but this volunteer told me to go a completely different direction because he thought, I think I was a sprint person. So got lost and I don't know, several minutes kind of passed by. And then I ran into the race director and she's like, where I'm like, I'm lost. Like, I don't know where to go anymore. And she's like, well, do you want to hand your timing chip in? I go, at that point it was like several minutes had passed and I know that other guy Pat, like was way up and yeah. Becca was just like, just back from me. So I just waited up a little bit from, for Becca and ran with her, but yeah, it was unfortunate, <laughs> but it was yeah. cool. Pat tasted Becca and I mean, still ran pretty solid and I mean, oh, legs good. good. Yeah. So that kind of gave me, gave me a little bit of a, uh, encouragement for the race I have coming up this weekend. Yeah. Cool. And the boulder here. So, um, all right, well, let's talk about your halves here. So, um, let's talk Victoria first here. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it was about this early season. I mean, I feel like I'm usually more prepared and I don't, I don't know if it had to do with St. George because <laughs> Definitely wasn't really prepared for that one either, but um, yeah, just kind yeah, of. I, mean, I think training volume wise, you were right. Yeah, you think or you think you were on yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I just think my speed just was really sapped yeah. early on okay. in the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the results were horrible, but at Victoria, but um, well, that's the race just, you crashed at, right? Yeah, I would say mediocre. Um, good swim, started on the bike, and my aero bars popped off. Just it, the roads are pretty rough over there, so yeah, my aero bars popped off. Luckily, I have DI two, or actually, maybe unluckily, I have a DI two because they popped off. I still could ride on my my bullhorns, and but the the arrow bars were just hanging off by like the DI two cords and just kind of like, like miraculously didn't get caught up in my spokes or anything. Yeah, it was that's just like, kind of uh, slammed against the that Um, it's like halfway through around halfway hmm. through. You had 20 it, plus miles for sure of this. Huh? Yeah. And it was pretty scary. I mean, it was like banging against it. And then I was just carrying it for a while. Was anybody looking at you? Not really. And then I, I finally just stopped and tried to like 
just jam it back in and it just wouldn't go. So I just had to like kind of hold on to the arrow bars while riding, kind of like crouch down. So definitely wasn't ideal. <laughs> no, definitely not. But uh, you know, I'll give you some credit for keep it going. Yeah. That's uh that's a long time to be battling something like that. Um, and a bit dangerous, I guess too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh how were you feeling prior up to that point? Good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean felt like I was pushing good power and kind of kind of with a with the group that I was kind of keeping up with. So, I mean, that was nice and motivating. And then that kind of happened. And then it was just kind of like, let's just get through it and try to get to the run. And yeah. the run is kind of where I have been slower. And it's kind of surprising to me because I just feel like I could run faster than everything I've been doing this year. And I mean, still not like a horrible runtime, but I mean, not in like the low 120s, well, that's, which that I was one's doing. got uh, some dirt and it's kind of technical, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. But I mean, doing repeat courses, it's usually you can kind of compare your prior year races to what you're doing. What you did? I mean, so in 2019, 2019, yeah. I was running like low 120s and. This year, it's just been um, like just under 130. So, got to mm. figure something out there. But feel like it's feel well, like even my at Victoria early uh, 2019, it was low 120s. I think it was like 124 there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So five minutes yeah. or so slower. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's some time. Yeah, and I mean, very cool weather, and I mean. Temperature was definitely not a factor at this race. I mean, I was actually pretty cold. Like, it's a really cold swim. And I mean, the first really part of the bike, bike, I was yeah. pretty cold, pretty chilly. Yeah. So, uh, but what do you think of that race? Is it worth uh, people going to? Yeah. I mean, I think once you tow the line and you can race, it's fine. It's the shuttling back and forth and it's a point to point race. And it was just, you get shuttled there. on the highway and it's there's so much traffic that the bus there's like a long string of buses and it just i mean a two mile trip takes an hour was it worse than the saint george bus yes mm. i would say um like after the race when we were trying to get back and obviously it didn't have as good a company so you know yeah other than that you know <laughs> I would say after the race, when we were trying to get back, it was the worst. Um, it was, we finally oh, got they our, shuttle, they shuttle you back too. Yeah. And here's the thing. So oh. you can't bring your bike on the bus. So you have to mm. take the bus back to your car, take a bus back to the venue or actually, no, yeah. Drive back to the venue, get your car try to find parking there so it was like way across the street and we just had to walk like i would say a mile and get the bikes yeah, so it dude. was a big pain yeah okay but a beautiful area beautiful right? course yeah 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 so i would yeah. recommend it i mean it was our second time and yeah i think we're about to try some new venues out but um definitely should be on your bucket list if you haven't done it 
Yeah. It's a really cool bike too. One, one loop and you kind of get to go around the whole, the whole city. So really nice. Very cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, so then you did Coeur d'Alene, which is obviously an area you have some familiarity with. Yeah. You've done, you've done the half before too, right? Yeah. Multiple times. Multiple times, right? Yeah. And this is kind of like our home race. I mean, this is four hours away from us. And yeah, I just feel like the setup of my season was not ideal. I mean, the training time between Victoria and Coeur d'Alene was like three weeks. So it just wasn't. And Victoria was what? How far after St. George? Four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, I mean, it just, especially when. I guess if you got, if you entered the season in with like ideal, like peak form, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But if I had things to work on, it was just really hard to improve from. Yeah. Not much short time for that. Time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would go. Um, well, we talked about it a little bit in the last episode. Yeah, that's true. Right. So yeah, yeah I mean, a really strong. Right, so we, I mean, we don't want to talk again about how, uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, I've 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 had a good <laughs> attitude about this. You have, you have. <laughs> For those that didn't catch the last episode, Elliot's wife Becca did did end up getting the best of him uh, at uh, at that race here. But yeah, uh, yeah. But he has been a tremendous sport about it. I can't imagine that's the easiest thing. But uh, give your respect to the way you handle it here for sure. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good point here. So and so I guess out of changes. I yeah. mean, uh, I guess. The good out of all this is my swims have been good and like really, I mean, up towards the front and definitely something I don't have to work on, which I've really kind of dialed back my swimming. I do think think I was swimming. I mean, I was swimming a lot. I do enjoy swimming and it really feels like it doesn't really make me like sore at all or anything, but I mean, it does take time. It's a time investment. And I yeah. think my time could go towards elsewhere, yeah. other things. Like run. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I mean, and you were swimming what five to six times a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not only like the hour session, it's the driving to the gym. So, I mean, it really is like oh, yeah. two and a half two hours of time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I just don't want to get, get give anybody the impression that you were swimming like two to three times a week and you're to- toning it back here. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, and I just, I mean, I feel the same in the water hitting the same time. So, I mean, it really, I mean, I think I, it, I'm at the point where like I need to fine tune my stroke a little bit to get a little faster. But I mean, I'm kind of like kind of stuck at like a good pace, but I mean, yeah. I'm not really seeing substantial improvements anymore and swimming less is definitely hasn't really hindered my my swim my swim abilities uh, yeah abilities right now so so yeah quarter lane i think right around like just under 29 28 something nice so Solid. good position and then yeah, I just can't explain to you why I felt the way I did on the bike. I mean, I remember talking to you before the race, saying how good I felt, and I did feel good. So, I mean, I, I'm still wondering 
yeah, why I just pulled off that day. And so. I just felt weak on the bike from like the get go. I had just, and everyone was passing me. I saw my wife at the turnaround. Um, and she was less than like three minutes back. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. This on the bike or the run? I was on the bike. On the bike. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she caught me like mile, I would say like 40 of the bike. Yeah. And I mean, I can't even tell you the last time we've gone on the trainer ride and I've like rode behind her. Like I'm always just either in in front front, or like, or just waiting up for her. So it's just like, mind-boggling to me how why i felt the way i did i mean nutrition i think was fine i mean didn't feel sick i think Mm. i was just off but i've never felt off like that before that bad yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah she got out of your system yeah she passed me she's like are you okay and i go yep (laughs) and i couldn't even hop on that train (laughs) yeah all right yeah not and then saw her, at a, saw her at a T2, and she's like, you want to run with me? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then she, yeah, I just couldn't even hang with her on there, too. So she, I mean, she had, like, a great race. A right? great race. Like, I think yeah. even if I was on, it been I mean, she, she did my time when, she did my, she finished in 428, which was my, which was my time in 2019. All right. Wow. So, yeah. yeah but yeah i mean not i I, looking back i'm still proud that i gave it my best effort on the day kept going and i mean it was i think i finished in like 436 or something which okay i mean is very i'm not very happy with that kind of time but i mean it could have been a lot worse and i didn't I think I would have felt a lot worse if I just like quit. So, absolutely, no, totally. Um, building on that, so that's uh, good for you, man. You know, and you got other opportunities. You got Boulder coming up here this weekend. And you have anything else before that in Kona or what? Yes, Canada. Oh yeah, geez, why do I keep forgetting about <laughs> Canada? So that's like the big race I've been training for is in really. I mean, I'm kind of training through Boulder a little bit, yep. but I'm not setting myself up for what I did in Coeur d'Alene. So I really don't want to feel like fatigued going into Boulder. So definitely taking it like a couple of days, very easy before the race and yeah. we'll see how that goes. I don't know. It's interesting. Sometimes I think we overdo the tapers and sometimes, uh, training through a race i feel better than i do when i've tapered for a race yeah <laughs> interesting yeah so um yeah cool so yeah uh that'll be good here right yeah good deal. so let's talk about yours muscle man muscle man the race that uh that went well <laughs> but uh just the day continuously got worse <laughs> hey your finished placement was really good though yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, had a great trip. So, as mentioned, took an RV there with uh, friends and clients. Uh, there's four of us that uh, 
stayed in the RV and uh, I slept decently. You know, it was interesting being in the RV and uh, it was, um, it got a little hot the first night. We didn't have like plugins or whatever, so we couldn't get the AC going. So it got a little warm. Um, the second night we switched to a different place that we could plug in. So slept a little better the night before the race, but uh, had a bunch of people from Northeast Multisport and, and Peak uh, that were racing. So uh, it was a ton of fun. We had a big team dinner the night before the race. And um, I really liked that venue. You know, it's only a little less than six hours away from us. So it's not too far. And um, it's always fun to race with people. And uh, another thing that was really cool was, uh, you know, Ironman allows you to set up your tents and we were able to set those up right outside of transition. So um, had a bunch of friends and family hanging out at the tents and then after the race, hanging out there after was, was just awesome being on the course and stuff. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I got, uh, they actually let us do a swim warm up. I got in there a little bit late. Um, oh, that's right. I need to thank, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but uh, so I'm in transition before the race and I put my helmet in a helmet case Right. So I had the helmet case kind of connected to my transition bag and I thought I was all good to go. And I was just kind of chit chatting with the guy across from me and I did not take my helmet out. And I was like getting ready to leave transition. He's like, do you, do you need your helmet? And I was like, whoa. And so like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have headed out, headed into the, you know, after the swim and gotten ready to grab my helmet. And it would have been, fortunately, I was actually thinking about it, it would have been, in the in the club tent like only like 100 yards away so i like uh i think i could have figured out how to make it work but uh that was that was almost a real uh real mockery there it would have been real bad <laughs> so uh thank you i didn't do not recall that gentleman's name but uh thank you for reminding me to get my helmet but, if i was uh, racing with you and that happened i would just be like oh yeah okay i don't know what he's doing I'm but sure i'm not gonna say I anything know. i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got a, got a swim warm up in, it was a little bit shorter than I wanted, but, uh, it was nice to actually, it's one of the few Ironman events that they actually let you do a warm up. So, uh, that was cool and nice to, to get a little bit loose before. And then, uh, it is a beautiful lake swim. Um, pretty calm that day. Uh, what did I swim? 30, 30, something like that. 30 and change. Um, I don't know. Your so. results don't exist. Come on, you're ruining the story here. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, came out of the water feeling pretty good, and um, you know, it was right about where I expected to be. Um, still, would like to go a bit faster in the water, but um, you know, I think I was, I got what I deserved there, and um, you know, felt pretty fresh heading out and ready for uh, the bike run. So, um, <clears throat> I started out on the bike uh, a little bit high on the power and was feeling good and i kind of just said you know screw it i'm gonna i'm gonna push the bike today and we're gonna see what happens so um ended up having and they, they did change the course a little bit so i rode a little bit faster i think than the year before but i think if i was riding the the course from last year it would have been probably a minute or two faster at least so um i think it was a new all-time high for average power um, and normalized power for a half. So I kind of, you know, pushed a little bit high at the start and then was kind of like, all right, you know, if I had to back it off, I will. And I just never backed it off. So, um, that was a good feeling and, and felt good. Um, you know, it's a relatively flat course. 
And they did take out the, like, my only complaint from the year before was there was, like, one section of the road, like, a good few miles that was just, like, absolutely atrocious. And they took most of that out or they fixed it. Uh, it was kind of comical. There was a few times where they said, like, no, there was a no path zone and, like, worry, warnings about the conditions of roads, and they were, like, totally fine. <laughs> uh, so, like, fortunately, being up towards the front of the race, I think I was... You know, obviously time trial rolling starts, so, but I think I was out of the water um, within the top 10 or 15 or by um, pretty early on in the race, I was in the top five and um, ended up uh, coming off the bike in second. So, um, but I was down like, I think eight or nine minutes apparently um, off the guy that, uh, that was in the lead. So um, I came out and it's, it is a nice flat out and back for, little over a mile uh, each way. Um, so I saw how far in front of me he was and uh, I was like, oh boy, all right. I guess I'm just going to kind of focus on holding second place most likely. You know, I'll, I'll see how he's feeling or what it looks like, you know, coming around for the second lap. And, you know, I, I, I did my thing and focused on, I'm still chasing that sub 120 run. Um, so, uh, you know, I thought that was a good chance. You know, we did have, it was, um, it did get a bit warm, but uh, overall it was, for a July day was pretty cool. Um, so is that what motivates you on when you get to the run and you kind of, you're kind of in no man's land, but you know, I mean, you're in second in a really good position, but no, I mean, nine minutes, that's like, he's like a mile and a half ahead of you. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. are you just kind of chasing 120? Is that kind of what your main that's, that's motivation what I is? That's my motivation there. I mean, I knew there was, um, some guys I knew that were pretty decent runners that were behind me. So I knew it was definitely not a lock for me to hold on to second. Right. So I was going to need to bring something there. So, um, so yeah, just kind of did my thing and was ticking off, you know, right in around sixes for the first few miles and headed back up into town. And then there's a nice little climb in town and, um, felt really strong on that, that climb. You know, I did slow down a little bit, but not as much as I expected and kept the heart rate kind of in check. And, uh, it was good. So, um, you know, I held, I think I was right around 40 minutes at the, at the halfway point. Um, so I was right kind of on track, feeling good. And, um, you know, I definitely had put in a little bit of time, uh, on the, the guy, but, uh, definitely knew I was going to take a monster blow up by him to, uh, to catch him. So that was, it was really more focused on, you know, holding my position there. And, um, when I came around, there is one nice little, again, substantial climb that you got to go up. And I felt pretty good going up it, but then I ended up uh, starting to get my nemesis, my little side stitch up in my uh, diaphragm kind of area. So I actually had to walk for like 15 seconds or so and was definitely starting to freak out. And I was like, oh, crap, come on, come on. And so I like slowed down. I think I did end up having like a 630, 640 mile or something like that in there. Um, that, uh, But it was an oh shit moment that was definitely nervous that, uh, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to be a hold on, but, uh, I mean, do you panic? To, to do you panic it. when that kind of stuff happens or are you just like, I was all definitely right. panicking there. Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, you got to do like, so, you know, obviously wasn't planning to walk and didn't want to do that. Right. But, uh, you know, just, just try to do, take, do everything I can in that moment to try and eliminate it as quickly as possible. Right. Not, um, you know, I tried to run through it, I guess, for a little bit, but, you know, if it was picking up at all, you know, I would just, uh, just stop the walk to try and, you know, reset it and hope that that would cause it to go away. And yeah. ultimately I think that worked. Um, you know, I think, 
nutritionally, I did pretty well. I don't, I don't know if maybe I started to get a little bit depleted there. Um, and that, you know, caused it, but, uh, uh, we'll see. I'm actually, uh, um, this Thursday. So a couple of days from now, I'm going to see a rolfer that, uh, apparently like can do some things like there's a lot of, um, capabilities and I still don't to be honest with you know a ton about, um, what exactly she's planning to do, but they like worked on the diaphragm and like can help with, with things like that. So I'm going to go, uh, see her and see what, see what happens with that. Cause, uh, I mean, that has been my demise or like that's buried me in Kona four or five, four, three or four times, I think. Um, so I would love to figure that out if there's something I could do to help with that. Um, so it's definitely still around. I mean, I remember last time in Kona, I hadn't had it happen to me in a couple of years and thought it was kind of behind me. And then sure enough, it, it hit me. So, um, it's still around. So, um, but yeah, I still was able to, to finish strong and, uh, ended up getting second place ran what I ran 121 and change, yeah. um, something like that. So, and then I think I was like 30 seconds faster than the year before. So like four eleven and change or something like that. So, um, not bad. Still, I guess chasing sub four ten on a legit course, but, uh, um, I was, I was very happy with it, you know. So why, why are you only listed as a bike runner? <laughs> I was getting to it. I was getting to it. Okay. So, so, I mean, yeah. And the results, so actually, if you looked at my results on the day, um, it didn't have a swim time for me. And it said my transition was like 33 and a half minutes or something like that. So, um, so what happened is uh, apparently a volunteer was, trying to rake out the area in the sand where the swim start was and accidentally damaged both the primary and the backup timing mats. So uh, it was definitely, uh, a, a, to their defense, I guess, a little bit, they, it was like they, were, they weren't completely not working. They were just like sporadically um, working. So uh, about 40% of the field did not get a swim start time. So... Uh, I was one of those lucky few. So what Iron Man did, and the thing that's most frustrating to me is they said, we love our volunteers, you know, right before they made this announcement, they said, we love our volunteers. You know, we couldn't do this without the volunteers, which is totally true. And then they said, but a volunteer broke the mats, you know, whatever. And like, you know, totally put the blame on, on the volunteer. And so um, it's, it's unfortunate and, um, my only gripe is that I was in the, it was a time trial start. They had three lanes of people going in. I was the third group to go in. So I must've started no more than 15 seconds, probably more like 10 seconds after the race started. So my only ask was to them is just to give me a start time of when the race started instead of, you know, and, and then that would add a few seconds to my time. I still would have got second and still would have gotten a finishing time and stuff like that. And okay, so how does that work for USAT? I mean, it's not a right, triathlon. So, right. So it's a good question. So, so I did actually email Ironman after, like I asked them before the awards and they said, Oh, that's going to open up Pandora's box. We can't do that. So, all right, whatever. And so then after well, I, it's a pretty important them, question. Right. Yeah. You know, so I emailed them and their initial response back was, we don't take GPS data. And I said, okay, I'm not asking you to take GPS data. I'm asking you to just start me when the race started. And they said, I'm sorry, we can't do that. And then I did also ask them, what is this going to do for USAT ranking points, you know, and stuff like that. And they just said, you'll have to ask USAT about that. 
So, uh, so it's unfortunate. Like, you know, I think I am in, in the top spot in the U S uh, after St. George for my age group. So, and I think I would have got some really good points for, for muscle man. So, um, to lose those is definitely a sting. I guess I'm going to have to make sure I do well in at Timberman and at, uh, Kona to make sure, uh, I get the points I can and, and take that one out of here. But, uh, that's that's probably more frustrating to me than than the results. But but yes, if you look at the results, you go to, to the Muscle Man results here. You'll see two sets of results. You'll see the triathlon finishers, which apparently I was not a triathlon finisher, and you'll see the bike run finishers. So I ended up getting second place in the bike run race as well. Yeah, and Colin, did you uh, see how close the guy was behind you? Was I think he probably swam slower or something because he was right. He yeah, so the guy that beat me, you mean? The guy in third. He was five oh, really? seconds five seconds behind you. Oh, really? I didn't even look at that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and and the guy that won the bike run race, obviously, he swam slower than me, right? Um, yeah. Oh, so was that not the overall winner? No, that wasn't the overall winner. Nope. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a shit show. It's 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 That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I hope that Iron Man learns from it and uh, that it doesn't happen again. But uh, bottom line, I did feel really good. And uh, well, they rip you, you know, apart if you, they, they'll rip you apart if you're doing something illegal or you don't have your zipper yeah. zipped up. Right. But yeah. if they get the timing mat screwed up and you don't get a swim time, yeah, yeah. Nothing. I mean, I, I think they should have been able to pick up on that sooner and done something to to not allow forty percent of the field to do that because like. When I got out of the water, there were still tons of people that still hadn't even entered the water. Yeah. So, like, it was pretty slow moving um, with the rolling start. So, um, I think they were a bit complacent there and, and could have done better there. But um, it is what it is. So, uh, but, yeah, from there, uh, took a nice down week. Took the family. Uh, we went to a Yogi Bear campground uh, here in New Hampshire that uh, – uh, I did ride my mountain bike a couple times with the kids, but uh, no training whatsoever, and uh, just hanging out at the lake and uh, glamping, I should say. Not definitely not camping because we were in a uh, a cabin with AC and all that fun stuff. So uh, that's as close to camping as I'm going to get with my wife. So um, understand, you know, my bank account would probably like the camping portion of it, but uh, the glamping is pretty nice. Sounds nice. So yeah, so we had fun. Uh, Rented a jet ski, got my boat license now. And wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Real quick funny story on that. So in New Hampshire, even to we rent we wanted to rent a jet ski. In order to drive a jet ski now, you have to have a boat license. So um I they they do have 14 day boat licenses. And so they said I had to get there a little bit early. I'd take the boat test and then I'd be able to go. So we were supposed to do that on the Wednesday. And you have to get 80% on the test, which is 20 out of 25. And I got 19 out of 25. So uh, I failed the test. So we, couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't rent the, the jet ski. And um, I had to, uh, we had to move it to Friday. And uh, did a little more studying and um, passed the second time. But then since I was already kind of on it and I was, the kids had a lot of fun with the jet ski. And at some point I want to get a boat. Uh, so I went and scheduled uh the real test the next week and uh did pretty well in that so uh, is it kind of like a driving test where you have to do a written and a 
Um, no, no, it's just, oh. just a written, just okay. a multiple choice. Um, and then it's for life too. So it's, uh, oh. got it for good now. So, um, yeah, hoping I get to use it at some point here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good kind of reset week and, um, you know, get back to the fam. It's, it's kind of interesting. I, I may sneak an Olympic distance in here, but, uh, I, uh, not scheduled to race again till Timberman, which is July, excuse me, uh, September uh, 18th. So like, that's over two months uh, in between races, which is kind of a lot, and especially the the heart of the summer there. So uh, um, yeah, it's been been good taking the kids to uh, a uh, mountain bike camp uh, this weekend, and uh, I'll just do some riding there and um, feeling feeling pretty good. And uh, definitely, do you like racing uh, a lot, or do you like spacing racing races out like that? Like if you had your preference and. There were races uh, available every weekend. I mean, what, how would you do it? I think if, if, if I didn't have, you know, busy family and, uh, you know, there was no uh, challenges with racing, I would race pretty often, you know, probably, probably would. But uh, I mean, like I think we talked about, I would, I would take training camps and, and doing that kind of stuff over racing, um, you know, and would love to be, out somewhere, you know, going to a different place or doing something different, yeah. you know, every weekend or every week, other weekend, you know, for sure. Uh, really, really like doing that. And, um, training with others is always awesome. So, yeah. um, but, uh, but I swam four times last week. Wow. Four <laughs> legit swims, like four, like three K plus swims in a and, pool, uh, in a pool. I've got my pool actually, as of this morning, I was telling you, I was having some challenges, my pool, I've got it back back ready to go here so good um so those those uh that that gap that uh, i'm gonna be chasing in october we'll see how much it is there <laughs> well i got into the practice swim um the week before the race so yeah watch right. out yeah yeah so uh that'll be cool but yeah i mean you obviously i keep forgetting like i said about canada you got a, a big dog before that here but uh most people are getting dialed in. Um, you know, we've had a lot of racing lately with Lake Placid a couple weekends ago and then Maine 70.3, which was in Augusta, Maine for the first time this year. It was this past weekend that went pretty well and um, getting pretty good feedback on that one. So, uh, um, you know, that's another one. It's interesting. So, you know, uh, and I've actually, I've started uh, consulting with Ironman as something I'd like to try and get them to fix, but it's pretty comical with the, the, um, the description of each race of, you know, what the swim, the bike and the runner like, right. So, uh, you know, I think we talked about it last year with Timberman where like the course uh, profile flat bike. was like <laughs> rolling, <yeah>. bike. <laughs> rolling, you know, and it was only supposed to be, uh, what did it have? Like 1300 feet of climbing. And it was like, there's no <laughs> way. And this one, to be fair, it did say there was about 3000 feet of climbing on it, but they still described it as rolling. Um, which 3000 feet of climbing on a, For a group is, yeah. is that's, that's legit. So I would definitely have described as hilly. So there was some people given some pushback about that. And then like, I saw some people complaining because, um, most of the run was on a rail trail, which was all paved except for like 80 yards were, um, like, um, not, not paved. And like people were complaining about that. And, um, it's, it's, kind of mind numbing to me of how people can be complaining about that. And I think, uh, but I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that one next year. And, um, it's good to have, uh, not have lost that race since old orchard beach, you know, uh, kind of 
I think must have said they didn't want it anymore. So um, good to have another local Ironman or relatively local. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but uh, we've also got, I mean, so we got the two days of racing in Kona this year and they just announced two days of racing in 2023 in Hawaii, which I mean, there was people speculated or saying they were concerned that it wasn't even going to go back to Hawaii. And to me, I'm, I'm almost a little bit surprised that they announced that it's going to be in Hawaii next year because because of that, you know, whatever. So it's, it's interesting to see. And, you know, I'm glad to, glad they'll have it back in Hawaii. Um, but, uh, it'll be a two day event. And instead of like this year, there where there's going to be a mix of males and females on Thursday and then all males on Saturday, it will be purely the females on Thursday and purely the males on, for, on Saturday. So, um, what do you think about that, Elliot? To be honest, I don't like it, but. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, well, for one, I mean, even this year, I mean, it's so hard. The rental cars, I mean, if I got a rental car, it would have been over two grand easily. Yeah, just for the rental car. Yes. Right. Accommodations. Like week, right? I mean, it was just, it's ridiculous how much we spent. I mean, it's by far the most money I spend on Airbnbs compared to any other destination. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. Right. I mean, I I just I felt like it was crowded already when we were when it was a one day event. I yeah, mean, it's, it's going to be interesting too. Like even <laughs> like you know, or actually, I guess normally the underpants run is on Thursday, right? And yeah. so I'm guessing that'll be on Tuesday. But uh, like even training on Thursday is going to be challenging, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they won't. I don't know if maybe they'll let uh, let people go swim after the race is you know gone off for a while or whatever, a couple hours after the race starts. Um, but, uh, you know, getting out on, onto the queen K is probably going to be a no go. Right. Yeah. So, um, for us racing on Saturday, I think there's some limitations there for sure. Um, I do like but, how uh, it gives people more people, more opportunities to get there because I do realize it's hard to qualify for. And mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people, that's why they do Ironman is because they want to go to Hawaii. So I think yep. it opens up the doors to. A lot of people that were kind of well, on the cusp. No doubt for women here, right? So, I mean, it's yeah. interesting. You know, um, I've kind of gone both ways on this. At first, I was kind of like, ah, what the hell? Like, is equality giving more slots to women? You know, like, uh, or is equality giving it to, you know, the balance of depending on how many people are racing from each gender, right? You know, yeah. and so to me, that's not necessarily quantity, uh, equality, excuse me, but uh, at the same time, I think it's a great opportunity for women and it's exciting for women to be able to have this chance. And like even on my Zwift ride this morning with one of our athletes that uh, has not done an Ironman yet. And she's, she's pretty talented. And I was like, you got to race Ironman next year, you know, and like, this is your chance. Like you could, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. Even we talk about like a guy like Brian, right at Lake Placid, even um, he was 15th in his age. 15th and missed it. I mean, it rolled down to 12th. Right, rolled down to twelfth, like, but that's. But think about next year, uh, like, uh, there's going to be, I think, likely some women that uh, finish pretty relatively low in the in the standings that are still going to oh, be right. getting slots there, you know. And, because uh, it's it's fifty five slots total plus a hundred plus the hundred for the women. Yeah. So like, yeah, uh, you know, gonna, it, again, would depend on the race, but I'm guessing that equates to what, like at least 120 um, yeah. slots for, for women, right? Yeah. So just, 
just for women. And that's, you know, typically 25% of the field, right? 25, yeah. 30% of the field. Right. So, I mean, I do realize that it was hard to qualify as a woman. I mean, it's, there, there are, there were less, there are less women at races, but each age group only had like one slot usually one to two. two a couple slots yeah. yep. i mean i remember yep. when becca did i do think canada right. she got second yeah. and she was kind of yeah. like wow this is like really hard to qualify for but yeah. that's kind of what i liked about it is like yeah. you have to be on your game to be here and if you're not then you're not gonna one. get it yeah so right. yeah. i think you even men now have a little bit more leeway like i mean i think for my age group in canada I think f- fourth or fifth will get it. Well, that's right. That will be, that'll be a 2023 qualifier, right? So yeah. that's, uh, that'll be nice, which is cool. Um, right. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, so that will change the game. I mean, I think Tremblant next month and even at, at Placid this year, especially with how many, I mean, you know, I've had my slots since 2020. Some people have their slots since 2019. Right. So like, I think there's a lot more, um, you know, roll down because people were still doing Ironmans, even though they already been qualified, that uh, it will change, you know, and be reset next year. But uh, still for the women, um, this is the opportunity for sure. Yeah. Well, so. I think ideally WTC wanted to see how this two-day event would work out before they made this announcement. Yeah. And I just hope that they actually talk to these Hawaii officials in the, the town of Kona and... Mm-hmm they agreed to this because I would hate for them to, I would hate for them, me to pay my entry at Canada because they said it was in Kona and they have to change the destination because the two day event doesn't work out this year. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's technically that's possible, right? Uh, who knows? But I mean, I feel like for the locals, right? Like whether there's one race or two races, I don't think it really matters to them. The whole week is, you know, is, is tied up by Ironman, yeah. right? I think it's you know, mostly so, the highway, and if people work, it's yeah, really true. hard that's to true. get yeah. on a Thursday. Highway, it, I mean, so it's not completely true, but overall, they know it's going to be a crazy week, you know, no matter what, right? So, but then again, I mean, they they're going to make a ton of money on Ironman is definitely well, the right, so town is going to double the people, and they're doubling their revenue pretty much, you know. So, um, I'm sure they're thrilled about it. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm just glad it's. I'm glad it's in Hawaii. Yeah. I liked St. George, but it just, it didn't feel like a, like a championship race, like the way it feels yeah. in Hawaii. That only changed with time, I think, right? If like, if it were to actually, you know, switch to that, I think eventually that would be the feeling more um, and it, it would change, but especially at this point when you've had it someplace for this long. Well, I mean, it's kind of like doing, it's kind of like doing Boston Marathon and then you're like, all right, well, Boston Marathon's going to be in uh, my hometown in Auburn. It's like, okay, well, that's not the same, but okay. I mean, it's just, it's just an iconic race. Yeah. And Hawaii is awesome. So yeah, good excuse to get there. So got the flights booked. That was kind of a real challenge here, but uh, um, yeah, it's, it's getting real here. Yeah, it's going to come up fast, too. It is, especially for you. Two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just about here, so good deal. All right, well. Um, three months, it's three months. August, um, September, October, yeah, three months. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, three months. I scared there. myself a little bit there. It's, it's coming up there. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, you've got the September. No, it's uh, August, September. Quick. Oh, yeah. It's, it's two months. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much two months. So, um, yeah. So, all right. What else? We got, I think that's everything we want to cover today, right? Yeah. Just a lot of racing going on. We've been watching. I think that's yeah. been motivating me. Just, Watching the PTO race, watching the tour, yeah, that's right. watching about the PTO the tour. Yeah, there has been a lot of fast racing, and uh, it's been fun to watch. I thought I enjoyed. I did watch some of the Lake Placid, Placid coverage, and that was cool. But uh, I thought the PTO was really exciting. Yeah. and you know, three-hour race or a little over three hours, ten minutes, uh, and the way the pros were blowing up on the run, it made it it made it pretty interesting. Just well, they're really like, bringing out the best in the professionals. They are. That, and, that and field have, was just insanely competitive. Yeah. Well, and I mean, as Lionel said in his YouTube video after, he got seventh and he got six times the money he got from winning than he got when he won Mount Tremblant 70.3. Yeah. So, like, Iron Man. No, actually, I think it was Iron Man. Wasn't it Iron Man? It was, was it six Iron times Man? the amount he won for Iron Man, I think. Oh, but maybe still, maybe I mean, either regardless, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the payouts are substantial, and I think that's very smart. Uh, if they can swing it on PTO's point to really make it interesting, and that's how they're going to be successful, is they have to get everybody to come, and they're, they're doing that. And <laughs> it was also interesting, Lionel mentioned in his video that uh, um, there also seems to be some discussions about doing double that distance. So it would be a 200K race. Um, so that would be uh, that would be neat, and uh, I'd I'd be interested in that, you know, like maybe to to do that, and that would be a different experience. Um, so um, we'll see where where the PTO goes, but I no doubt I think it's doing good things for the sport. Yeah, yeah. So cool. All right, man. Well, uh, happy training here, or happy racing, I guess. Good luck this weekend, and Thank then. You. Uh, We'll see how that goes, and then it'll be on to uh, the Canada Timberman, and then uh, then the big dance. So yeah, we're almost there. Seems yeah. like a very busy race season for oh, well, I, especially me. A lot here for sure. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. So uh, should be good. But, Next year, uh, I'm going for quality over quantity. <laughs> yeah, I believe it when I see it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully people found that interesting here and uh, some good reflection there. So uh, thanks for listening here and we'll uh, catch you next time. Talk to you later, everyone.